Welcome to Spotlight on the Word Sermon Series. Today's Spotlight is six years old. Um, today is our sixth anniversary day. And that means six years of um, trying to preach the gospel to many, trying to make Bible discussions available, materials, debates, and every other thing that we do. And in all in the quest of making many 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 people come to know the knowledge of the truth of god's word and we would like to use this medium and this special opportunity to thank each and everyone that uh, have been following uh, our programs everyone that has been following our programs and sharing commenting reacting and whichever way that you've been helping us we want to encourage you to keep doing so and as we have many many programs to share with you come 2024 we encourage you to keep helping us and supporting us in any other way or form and we hope to continue this work and to make many people come to know the truth and in the end we'll all grow together and when god comes or when christ comes in his second coming we believe many of us will have salvation for our souls but as we've been doing every other day or every other wednesday sermon series and today's title is you still lack one thing you still lack one thing you still lack one thing that is the title for today's sermon quickly let's um take a reading from the book of luke Luke chapter 18 when you begin to read from the verse um, 18 you will see the same account in the book of Matthew Matthew chapter 19 when you begin from the verse um, 16 or 17 downward you will see the same story and this story is about the rich young ruler from Luke chapter 18 verse 18 he says now a certain ruler asked him saying good teacher what shall i do to inherit eternal life so jesus said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is god now when you begin to read from the verse 18 this man is referred to as a rich young ruler perhaps uh, in the society he had some form of um, respect from the people and also for the fact that he, um, he was wealthy he has some 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 material properties and that puts him as a very important or respected member of the community but this man according to his own account um, he would like to know what he would do to inherit eternal life and to 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 think of such a person asking jesus a question about eternal life makes me wonder and i think it's a very good thing um, that this man is trying to find out what he can do to have eternal life there are many of us that um, most of us when we have the opportunity to interact with um, so-called men of god what we are interested in is um, they should let us know if we are going to get some visa or how to become financially um, stable how to 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 be able to meet the man of our dreams how to be able to you see there are so many questions people go about asking uh, many so-called uh, 
men of God or women of God. And most of these do not have to do with eternal life. Think of Jesus. If to the, Jesus were, uh, if Jesus were to be in our generation, what would have been the very important question you asked Jesus? Many people would have gone to ask Jesus that Jesus, maybe 2024, am I going to get visa to go to Canada, or 2024, uh, would I be married? 2024, or what? What? What should I do so that by 2024, I will become the richest person from Africa or from uh, in the world? These are some of the things I, I perceive that will be asking. But this rich young ruler was so concerned about eternal life to the extent that he wants to find out from Jesus what he can do. Now Jesus says something. He says, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. Now many people say this to say that it means that um, Jesus himself uh, did not see himself as God. And that is why he said he is not good and that God is no, no, no. <laughs> when you read this verse, it was actually Jesus drawing the man's attention that if you have called me good, then indirectly what you are saying is that I am God because it is only God who is good. And that is what Jesus was trying to draw anyone who um, were to be present at that time's attention to that particular statement. And you continue then said, you know the commandment. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. So this is what Jesus told the man. Moses has already given you the Ten Commandments and things you are supposed to do. So you know what to do to be right with God. And he mentioned the commandment to him. And this man in his own way said that, and he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. And that is why I said today, I at least you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Amen. So this is what Jesus told the man that you are supposed to not commit adultery, do not murder and all the things that are stated in the Ten Commandments. Mind you, these ones that are mentioned are not the only ones that Jesus was trying to tell the man to keep. But rather, it's a figure of speech. So this is what we call synodoky, using parts to represent a whole. In other ways, you can see that using a whole to represent a part. So here, it's part of the law. It is not all of the commandment. So he's using the part to represent the whole of it. That if you're able to keep all this, then you'll be right with God. And we should understand why jesus mentions this because under the dispensation which jesus was still speaking or teaching was the uh, mosaic dispensation and so the importance of keeping the law was very very central to their um, or them becoming right with god and so jesus didn't do wrong by reminding the man of the things that moses and the other prophets have delivered to this man and so he says that um, this is what the man is supposed to do then the man opened his mouth and said that all these things I have kept from my youth. Wow, that is a very wonderful and a bold statement. That even the few that Jesus has mentioned, this man claims that he has done all of them from his youth. I believe if you were to be Jesus, then you automatically say, Wow, then that's good. Then you have eternal life or you are okay. You definitely get eternal life because you are keeping it. But Jesus isn't like that type of person because Jesus knew the heart of men. And so he wasn't going to stop at that. Now, um, 
I just want us to look at the character and the attitude of this man to many of us that are Christians. Um, for some of us, um, our behavior is more or less like this man. We know a few things that we are supposed to do. And so we suppose that, oh, having do, uh, done them some several times or some number of times, perhaps we are complete, we are okay, we are perfect. But we will be, shall soon begin to know that, no, the man is making a mistake. He said he has been keeping all these things. And actually, Jesus is going to test him or to test his character to see that indeed he's been keeping all these things or not. And that is what Jesus is going to do in the following verses. And so what Jesus said or what Jesus did is that. So when Jesus heard in verse 22 these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. What does this man lack? Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Beloved, let me submit to you that the thing Jesus just asked this man to do is not different from what the man claimed he has been doing. The first thing is he said, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. But with, as I have mentioned with the rest of the law, I said that using part to represent um, a whole, in that same commandment, there is those that has to do with all these things Jesus is talking about. Do not murder, do not commit adultery and all those things. Uh, they bordered on people loving their neighbors. Um, if you have done a little Bible studies, you remember that we said that when you take the very first four commandments, the very first four, I, I should think, has to do with things we do to God or things we do in in, in honor to God. Uh, not mentioning the name of the Lord in vain, not setting before us any idol, not um, 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 worshipping any other idol by except God, loving God and uh, obeying Him and all these things. But And then obeying the, 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 the Sabbath, yes. Now from um, when you begin to read the other parts of the commandment, the, the second section, which has to do with things like do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness and all these things. They have to do with other people we live with. That is basically our neighbors and all. And this one he's saying that or the purpose of this do not commit adultery, do not steal and all those things. It sums up to mean that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. That is what the Bible says even in the book of um i think john chapter 14 so what i'm trying to say is that the import of do not murder do not commit adultery and all these things sums up in loving your neighbor and jesus tried to test this man to see that if he really 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 is obeying that particular commandment and that is why he said that okay well you say you do not murder that means that presupposes that you love your neighbor you do not commit adultery that means that you love your neighbor of course you know commit you know you know going to take your neighbor's wife do not steal it means that you love your neighbor so you not still do not bear false witness you not um, say anything false against your neighbor and your father and mother and all those things and then jesus comes and to say that okay then demonstrate it to me by doing what Go and sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you have treasure in heaven. This is a simple task. So yes, you because you love people, you do not do these things against them. Then I want to test and see whether you indeed actually do those things. So you go and demonstrate your love of, for your neighbors by selling the things that you have and give to the poor and then come and follow me. 
and beloved unfortunately this man wasn't able to do that the bible said in verse 23 luke chapter 18 verse 23 but when he heard this he became very sorrowful for he was very rich so actually it means that this man <laughs> only kept those things in his mind or on his lips he wasn't actually or he has not actually been tested as to to see whether he will carry out or he will do those things or not you see and that is the same thing with us and not wanting to talk so much today what i'm trying to say is that there are many of us like that yes we knew or um, we've learned so much that we know some things about the bible and what god expects us to do but sometimes most of these things ends up like um, just head knowledge and we are not able to practicalize these things we don't carry out these things we don't do them actually and that is why the bible says that you still lack one thing so ask yourself what do i still lack as i'm saying maybe you would think that i'm going to point out to you that oh uh, madam so so and so mr so and so this is all you lack no only jesus has that ability to be able to do it but for now what i'm trying to say is that by the ways of jesus this man still likes something and he jesus tried to point it out to him by by allowing or showing him what he's supposed to do it's the same way that as we are Christians and those of us who have not even become Christians yet, the truth is that we still lack one thing and it is for us to sit down and assess our life. Sometimes you may be doing so well in a particular thing, you may be doing so well in another, but there are several other things that we are not getting right or we are not disciplining ourselves enough to be able to do. And that will mean that yes, we are lacking in these things. and we need to make sure that we improve in these things because some of these things when we continue in them will not lead us to salvation they will detract us from our salvation and in the end it is not god who is not able to save but we have withdrawn or we have moved away from god by virtue of the things that we do and so my point is that ask yourself what do you still lack as a Christian, what do you still lack? If you have not become a Christian, ask yourself, what is the one thing that you are still lacking? That is why you have still not given your life to Christ through baptism. If you are a Christian and then you are living your life but still not confident of your salvation, the question is, what is the sin that you are still living in? Or what is that one thing that you still think that you are not doing well? And so, for that matter, you don't have confidence in your salvation. What is the one thing that you still lack? I think this question is for all of us to be able to assess. For this man, he was lucky for Jesus to point out to him. What he really lacked is that he really lacked that ability to actually demonstrate that he indeed loved his, his neighbors just like um, God has asked us to do. That may be the problem of this man and it may be the problem of many of us as well. But I'm saying that as different individuals, we all have one or two things that we may be working or we may be having issues or challenges with. And my point is, what is that one thing you still lack? Unless maybe you say that for now you are perfectly okay, you are complete, and you are on to perfection. But as far as we remain on this earth, I still know each day and uh, each night we struggle to live to glorify God. And so there are many things that come in our way which we need to work on. And so what is the thing that you still lack? What is the one thing that you still lack, beloved? And I believe that when we sit down and assess ourselves and try to identify this one thing with the help of 
going through the scriptures studying the scriptures prayerfully and praying to god and um, 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 assessing taking a stock of our life will come to a conclusion and know that one thing that we are still lacking and in the end when we are able to work on it i believe that we will not be like this gentleman painfully enough this man went away and was never able to come back and follow jesus christ and if you remember that was when jesus said that it was easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god so sad a story though here he uses either hyperbole or exaggeration which i think is exaggeration um it is true that for the love for these things the man was not able to become a follower of jesus and so people asked or the disciples asked and those who heard it said who then can be saved because of the statement jesus made to answer this question so the one who can be or who the one who will be saved or uh, the one who can be saved is one who is humble enough to identify that one thing that he or she still lacks and be able to surrender it to god or give it to god and 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 allow god to work it work on it for him it is only such people that are going to be saved and so today if you are here my question is what do you still lack what is that one thing that you still lack and what is that one thing that you still lack and if you know that one thing that you are still lacking then beloved prayerfully let us commit it into the lord's hands now for those who have not even become christians and by that i mean one who has not even believed to the point of repenting and giving him or herself to christ through baptism then you have a long way to go because in that case you have not even started the journey yet the bible says when you have heard the way to the do not harden your heart please it is for our sins that christ died on the cross it is for you and i that christ had to obtain a body and die and offer himself on our behalf this fasting that christ's blood was sprinkled so that the rest of us will be cleansed and so let us believe that indeed he died on our behalf and it is only through him that we can go to the father and with this belief let us go on to repent from our sins make a u-turn from all the sins that we continue to dwell in and embrace a mindset of holiness righteousness and obedience and humility towards god and i believe that when we do that this is only when we are professing we are confessing that indeed jesus is our christ and through that let us be convinced to give ourselves to christ through baptism allow ourselves to be immersed in the waters of baptism for the remission of our sins so that the holy spirit continues to dwell in us henceforth and when we do that let us continue to strive and remain in the kingdom that christ has purchased with his own blood and as we are being taught and we continue faithfully every day we shall have the crown of glory this is the gospel message that is being preached or that is being told you today that let us allow this message and let us do as god has asked us to do and doing that we become members of christ's church or we become christ's children and from then we can see that we have a relationship with god we can call him father and he can also call us his children it's the same way that paul says in philippians chapter 3 verse 13 he says beloved <laughs> one thing one thing and i i i wouldn't want to misquote the verse so let me let me take my time and read it i think it's a very popular verse that we all know 
that's um, in the book of Philippians. So indulge me whilst I open to Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. You may also want to open your Bible. When Paul says that written, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And my point is forgetting those things that are behind. But he says, one thing I do. And so for Paul, he tackles the issue one after the other. And what he does in, in, in this particular verse, he's saying that he forgets those things that are behind and reach those things that are ahead. And it's the same way I'm saying that if we take stock of our life and realize that these are the things that we have fallen short in, then let us forget about those things. And if I say forget another sin, forgetting to continue to do them, but it will mean that these are not things that we bother on or we expend our energy on so much. But rather we focus all our attention and our strength on the things that are bothering us, on the things that we know that we fall short in and work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And as we work on these things one after the other, I believe that in the end, salvation will be ours. So today, the message is, maybe you feel like, oh, every Sunday I go to church, youth meetings I go, um, fellowships I go, um, visitations I do, and all those things that we can list. We can even take a pen and make a list of all those things. But my point is, Jesus told the man, you still lack one thing. You still lack one thing. And so I'm asking, do you also think that you still lack one thing? Well, if you are like this man then upon asking you this question maybe you will quickly see that you've been doing all these things right from your, your, your infancy or your childhood or your youth up to now and so you think you are perfect but jesus says you still lack one thing and i believe that if we take time to go through all these things we'll be able to know where we are falling short the one thing that we are lacking and to be able to work on it but i believe that in the end God in all his wisdom seeing how humble enough and how um, um, diligent enough we've been to be able to um, 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 strive to live lives that are righteous in his sight will be the one to pronounce that as people who are perfect in all these things, people who are complete, people who have met the, the, the design that we are the, the desirable end that we've been created for and in the end salvation be ours may god be with you as you listen to this word keep following spotlight on the way share our flyers our videos and every other thing that we do please get involved and i believe that we shall all be blessed in jesus name amen bye